Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 1177, Do You Really Know What Influences You? by Kate Flanders of kateflanders.com, and I'm Justin Mollick. Happy Saturday, welcome back, or welcome for the first time if you're new here. This is where I simply read to you every single day of the year, including weekends and holidays, from many different authors, the best I can find, and with their permission. For now, let's get to the post as we optimize your life. Do You Really Know What Influences You? by Kate Flanders of kateflanders.com. Last week, I returned home from a retreat in California. What I thought was going to be a creativity workshop being taught by two of my favorite authors ended up being more like two days of therapy being provided by them. While I know that the work was important for many of the people in the audience, it was work I'd already done for myself over the past couple of years. Acknowledging and pushing through my fears? Yep, I'm basically always doing that. Actively pursuing things I want and creating an engaged life? It was fun to write the list of ways I'd done that recently. And trusting my clarity? I've been doing that too, and is what helped me quit all the projects I've been working on. As I wrote each of the prescribed letters to myself and then exchanged the words with strangers, I started to feel like I shouldn't be there. I wasn't going to the deep, dark places other people seemed to be venturing into. I wasn't crying or having any kind of emotional reaction at all. I was just writing facts on paper. When others opened up and shared parts of themselves with me, I felt guilty for only giving them a few facts in return. I also hated that the whole setup reminded me of the documentary, I Am Not Your Guru. It felt like a gross waste of money. So when I realized day two was going to be a repeat of a workshop I'd done in London, I decided to skip it and sit with these thoughts. Looking back now, I can see that might have been the most important thing I did all weekend taken a step back. It gave me time to think about why I had signed up in the first place, as well as why I was disappointed in what it had ended up being. Sitting alone with my thoughts also prevented me from bringing other people down with me. Because yes, I was disappointed, and I did feel like I wasted my money. I could have moaned or complained. I also could have taken to social media and told others how annoyed I was. Or worse yet, used the event hashtag so the attendees and organizers could have heard my opinion too. But I knew it wasn't meant to be shared. And the reason I knew I shouldn't share this is because that was my experience, not theirs. And it didn't feel fair for me to alter someone else's experience in an attempt to match mine, especially when mine was negative. This has been perhaps one of the hardest things for me to learn and actually practice since embracing mindfulness, the art of not complaining. And I won't pretend I'm good at it. Honestly, I think I'm just getting started. There are stats that say we tell anywhere from two to 10 times as many people about a bad experience compared to a good experience. Why is that? 
I don't know because I truly am just starting to think about this. What I do know is that the art of constant complaining is the main reason I deleted my Facebook profile and page and finally decided to walk away from Twitter. I used to do it too, so zero judgment from me, but I simply grew tired of being dragged down. So instead of dragging anyone down at the workshop, I went for a hike, then sat outside by one of the fire pits and wrote in my journal. After listing all the things I was feeling about the experience, including frustration about the nonstop pitches to visit the gift shop, which I did talk about on Instagram in a way that would hopefully open readers' eyes to how often it happens, I asked myself why I was there. Why had I bought a ticket for this event? The answer had a few layers of influence. Number one, I saw one of the authors share it on Instagram. Number two, it felt like a once in a lifetime opportunity. Number three, I didn't think there would be many tickets available. And number four, I was in a bad place and wanted something to look forward to. Now let's really break that down. Influence number one, my love of the author's work, which is why I follow her. Influence number two, a desire or dream. Influence number three, a scarcity mindset, which is behind many impulse purchases. And influence number four, my mental health. Notice that none of these things are anyone else's fault. They all had to do with me. I had no one to blame for wasting money but myself. I made the decision to buy the ticket. As for not enjoying the content of the workshops, I can take some of the blame for that too, and it's not all bad blame. The reason I didn't enjoy the workshops was because I didn't need them. And the reason I didn't need them was because I'd already done a lot of that work for myself. If I hadn't gone, I might not have realized just how far I've come this year. So what would I complain about? Why is that anyone else's problem? Why is it a problem at all? When we talk about becoming mindful consumers, we are looking at how outside things and experiences affect us on the inside. What we eat affects how we feel. What we read or watch or listen to affects how we think. What we consume affects what we create and so on. We can talk about how all of those things influence us. And two weeks ago, I did suggest you start keeping track of what you consume. But the mindful part means being conscious and aware of what's happening in the present moment. And that includes recognizing your role in influencing each moment as well. We can't blame everything on everyone else. Who we are today influences us as well. This is one of the reasons I won't leave negative book reviews. There are lots of books I read and don't enjoy, but it's not the author's fault. It's my fault I didn't enjoy it. Either I already knew the advice, similar to the workshop, this is actually a good thing, or didn't agree with the content, or didn't relate to the writing style. But it's not the author's fault they didn't write the perfect book for me. They don't know me. That's too big of a demand. So why would I complain about it, especially in a public forum, which could alter other people's thoughts and stop someone from reading a book that could really help them? Who am I to think I should have any control over that? My friend David Kane of raptitude.com once wrote that mindfulness is the opposite of neediness and practicing it means observing something without trying to immediately change it. It's noticing and accepting. And in the example of the workshop I attended, it was noticing that I was influencing my negative experience and accepting ownership of that rather than blaming it on anyone else. Sometimes it seems easier to place blame or to act like a victim of circumstance. In fact, it's a lot harder to recognize your role and take responsibility for it. But being able to see and accept that you are part of the equation makes you a better communicator, problem solver, and member of all your communities. You just listened to the post titled, Do You Really Know What Influences You? by Kate Flanders of kateflanders.com. 
That'll do it for today. Thank you for being here. Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you tomorrow as usual where your optimal life awaits.